Hannah. And I'm Colleen, and we're here to tell you a little bit about life in Iraq. Woohoo! Today we're going to talk about something that would make Leslie Nope very happy if A, she was a real person, and B, she cared about international parks at all. Okay. You don't know who Leslie Nope is, and that's okay. Um, it's a it, it's it's from a show called Parks and Recreation. Right, that's what you said you wanted to name this episode. Yes! Was Parks and Rec. And uh, so we're, we're going to talk about parks, less about recreation. Although there's inevitably recreation at parks. I mean, the parks were definitely made for recreation. Yes. I was thinking more like community programs. Oh, yeah, not that kind of rec. There's no rec center with, like, community soccer teams or anything. Art programs. No, no, no. Yeah, but parks are a big part of Kurdish city life. Yes. um, Because, as we've talked about before, Kurds really like to be outside in the green when it's green, or Mm -hmm. at least outside. Yep. (laughs) And picnics and mm-hmm. having space outside, mm-hmm. which most of their homes, if you remember back to episode one, <laughs> don't have because everyone has a, a garage and like a courtyard. Most people don't have lawns. lawns. Right. Or even like garden, gardeny tree areas. If they do, they're real small. Mm-hmm. So parks are essential. Yeah, and I feel like most neighborhoods have a park of some kind. Yeah. Um, they're usually pretty small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the smallest one I've ones I have seen are about the size of a house that a house in that neighborhood. Like the lot that a house would be on would be about the size of the park. Right. My neighborhood was mostly pretty new and still kind of being built. So we didn't actually have a park at first. And then, yeah, one was put in. And it was probably about the size of three homes. It was really just a strip of green. Yeah. Like, here's some grass. Yeah. Some lights. A bench. I feel like the park that I went to the most in Hook was within walking distance of our house. And it was was actually... fairly, not big, big, but it was a fairly large neighborhood uh, park. It was probably, probably the size of maybe a city block there. And it had a big sidewalk, essentially, that was kind of, everybody came and walked around. And there were some small trees and bushes and stuff, but it was, it was, it was mostly just grass. Yeah. Occasionally, some will have a piece of, like, play equipment. Mm -hmm. Or exercise equipment. That's my personal favorite is that the exercise equipment generally becomes play equipment. Yeah. Yeah, like I had an apartment complex that I lived in for a very short while that had a little patch of grass and a playground and exercise equipment. But the exercise equipment I only ever saw get used by the kids. Right. One of the bigger and more well-known parks in the city that I lived in is called um, Azadi Park. It means Freedom Park, and it's the site of some horrific things, but it was next to one of Saddam's old prisons, and, Mm. like, it is both memorial and park, and it's huge. Yeah. Um, At least for for there. Mm. It was really big. Um, And we would go there and walk, because it has a big, wide path 
around the whole outer edge and it along one portion of the path had exercise equipment set up and I'm trying to like I don't think I've ever seen exercise equipment like this in the US anywhere. It's all like body weight resistance, maybe hydraulic pressure stuff, all sunk into the concrete. A lot of spinny things. Hmm. Do they have like the, they're kind of like an elliptical, like you stand on yeah, it and yeah. your arms go back and forth. Uh-huh. That was one I saw pretty typically. But yeah, then they have the ones where you're like supposed to like twist your body. Right. And it's like a little platform like that you stand, stand on. like a standing ab workout kind of thing. And then like ones that you sit in and push with your feet. Like oh. a leg press kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know that I ever saw that. Um, or maybe I saw it and didn't know what it was for. Because that's the other thing. They don't have any instructions on them. Right. Like so you're just kind of guessing. Yeah. Yeah. The kids would get on the elliptically ones, one on each, like one kid on each, each leg, foot, <laughs> foot place, uh-huh. and swing back and forth on them, which was really amusing to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, well, it seems fun. I did occasionally see men actually working out on them, but that was only really early in the morning when we would go to the park. It was the one place in the city where, again, really early in the morning, women could run or bike, or exercise. And so we would go like five o'clock in the morning. I mean, it was also cooler then. It was only like 90 or 95 degrees. Mm -hmm. So we would go and some of us would walk and some of us would run. We met up with a bunch of other women there for a while. Yeah, there was a big park like that in Halair or Beale that we always just called Sami Park. It has a big long Arabic name after some person. and it was pretty big. I'd say the, there's a walking track sidewalk that goes all the way around the perimeter of it. That's probably a half mile mm-hmm. all the way around. We went there for now rows sometimes yep. because there are picnics. You know, everybody's doing picnics in the park. They have a little, like, um, like tram that you can ride around that's just, like, some guy driving, like, like the trams that they use in uh, Disney parking lots to get you to <laughs> and from your car. Um, driving one of those around, and it's like a thousand dinar to ride it, and he'll take you all the way around the all park. Around. And we did that one night, one evening that we went. I don't remember why we were there in the evening. I think for we were celebrating somebody's birthday, and they did a nighttime picnic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of fireworks, and super crowded at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I've been back there, when I go back now, like you can barely get down the street that it's on. Yeah. I mean, it, it borders, it's got four streets all the way around it, two main arteries of the city mm-hmm. and then two side streets. And they're always full of cars because there's yeah. no parking lot for it. Right. Because until recently, almost everyone got there via taxi because they didn't have their own cars. Right. But yeah, that was a big a big deal and like the park that everybody knew about yeah that's definitely the same way people saw azadi park keep wanting to call it parky azadi because that's what they call it there Mm -hmm. um but they had a roller skating area Hmm. and a pond and a kind of an amphitheater little section depending on 
the day and the time of day and yeah especially if there was something going on in the evenings there would be the little carts out with food and that's also where they've uh, more recently hosted like international food festivals and the international markets and some different stuff where people from a bunch of different places you know come together and yeah do stuff and yeah it's the place where you go for an inexpensive party or wedding. I went there for a picnic once for a wedding. Mm-hmm. That was where everybody went after Yeah, the, the photos and the, I don't know, all the pieces of the party. Yeah. There's another park in Erbil that's closer to the Citadel. I don't remember the Kurdish name for the park, but it like was translated to us as like Peace Park. Oh. Um... Ashti? Maybe. There's multiple words for peace. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. It had, like, a historical museum in the middle of it. Wow. That was, like, they had taken concrete to try to make it look like a mountain with trees on it. And then there was, like, art and history inside of it. But you could also walk all the way up to the top of it. Huh. Um... But it also had a, like, a skyline. What are those called? That, like, you ride in the little bucket and it, like, takes you up and you go around and you come back down. But it's, like, suspended in the air. Like a funicular? Yeah, like, kind of like a funicular. But a funicular is, like, on railroad tracks, right? And this is, like, suspended in the air. Gondola. Gondola or something like that, yeah. And I was never brave enough to go on that because I didn't trust it to not, like, get stuck with me, you know, 200 feet up in the air. Um, Just and bring then you'd be food up and water. hot and sweaty and thirsty. And, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't on board for that. So we never did that. But we did go in the museum. And I think, yeah, I think they hosted, like, a, an international festival, a French festival there, actually. Oh. I went with a roommate who spoke French. And it was... Weird. It's one of those things that I remember now, and I'm like, what a weird thing for us to have gone to. <laughs> French festival in Iraq. In Iraq, yeah. But they also, outside of Rubiel, have started establishing parks specifically for Nowro's picnics. Oh. Where it's like, this is a designated, like, picnic area. There's a trash bin. If you put your trash in the trash bin, the Ooh. city will send someone out. And there are, like, big pine trees, so it's shady. Um, but I mean, it's like, here are 20 picnic places and it's like, yeah, and here gonna... are 20,000 people. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not going to work out the way you think it is. I mean, it's a start. It is a start, but there's like a little place to park your car and like a campsite. Yeah. But for picnicking, for picnicking. <laughs> which is far more important. It is. It is far more important. There's a, also a newer, really large park that. Again, is in honor of someone famous that mm-hmm. I don't remember that was being built out just on the edge of of Slimani. And um, it also had a big path, but it was more hilly. And it felt in some ways like the beginnings of a more Western style park. Like national like a, hiking. Like a hiking path, or path. but like not hiking. It's still a walking path, but, like, more of what we would expect out of an arboretum, say, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Right. Less Um, less central park and more big state park. Right. 
um, larger ponds, just larger space altogether, mm -hmm. lots and lots of parking, lots and, you know, it's definitely made just for more people. Yeah. Um, but it was in its early stages and very obviously so, like all the trees were tiny baby trees and yeah. all the grass was brown and mm -hmm. <laughs> it just, but they're putting forth but the they're effort. gonna, yeah, they're working on it and, yeah. um, that was that was exciting i think and there is there is a national park in or near suli isn't there there's like a or like a, a preserve and nature preserve i don't know if you ever went to it i've only ever read, it. read uh -huh. about it is it the one where they like work to preserve the wildlife wildlife and the yeah like leopards or leopards that's it i was like leopards and mountain goats i think and maybe wild boar yes yeah, yeah. um and that, i don't even know where that is i've only ever read about it and it was not something that i feel like was ever talked about while i lived there right and i don't think it's it's open to the public in the way that we think of national parks or forests being open right. it's more of a like yeah nature preserve like don't go here right there are leopards hopefully <laughs> hopefully they have some leopards yeah they have video of them the other park that I spent time in was Indahook, um, was the Gelly Park mm -hmm. that is built below the dam for the Dahook. Oh, lake. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that one's kind of interesting because it's a mix of, like, nature park and small amusement park. Yeah. Like, they have bumper cars and... There's a little arcade that you can go in and play games and, like, a little restaurant. And, like, everything's painted in slightly garish colors. Yeah. So, and, But there's also, like, a hiking trail, but you hike on the hiking trail to see these weird sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, is a thing that people do, even in the U.S. But for me, I've never been on anything like that. And so when one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, we'll go and hike and look at the beautiful nature. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was like, oh, and these weird sculptures of, like, Pegasus, which doesn't make any sense to me. And, like, I don't know. It was just a very odd, like, I do not associate these subject matters of art with Kurdish culture. Uh, and so uh -huh. it felt like we're trying to make it Greco-Roman art, but yeah. in Kurdistan. In Kurdistan. Yeah. It's very strange. Strange. Hi, this is Steve. My wife and I have been with Servant Group International for quite a while now, which means that we're sort of old. And what that means for Servant Group is that we need more young, fresh faces in, uh, both in uh, Iraq and here in Nashville. Love to have you join us. But I feel like several of the parks do border into amusement park. I mean, yes. even Azadi Park one corner of it is an amusement park and dream city in the hook yep is also an amusement park which that I, I went to i actually never went to that one <laughs> by the time that i lived there it was like oh it wasn't cool anymore ah, and so mm -hmm. nobody really went to it at that point my favorite thing was the receipt we got from there when you know for paying our tickets to get in said makes all your dreams came true <laughs> Did all your dreams like, came true? Wow. Such promise. No, 
I had a lovely, a lovely Ferris, Ferris wheel ride. Yes. Uh, if I had heard some of the other stories, or maybe <laughs> that was before. I think. I think that's before was. anyone else. Some of the other, the terror stories yeah. of the Ferris wheel rides happened. Yeah. But. Yep. One of which uh, is our our friend Mary, who she and John did a, an episode with us about raising kids in Kurdistan. But before they had kids, they went on this Ferris wheel. And Mary already is not like a big fan of heights and Ferris wheels and like does is, is not her thing. Um, but she was convinced to go on it for the experience. And I guess... The way that it operated then was that if you wanted to get off, you had to, like, tell them, hey, I want to get off. Whereas in the U.S., it's like, oh, you get, like, three turns and then you got to get off. But they didn't know that. And so they just kept going around (laughs) and around and around. And she was like, how do we get off of this thing? And I think at one point they got stuck and she got stuck, like, up in the Ferris wheel, stopped and, like, wasn't sure if she was going to be able to get down again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got to get her to tell that story it's sometime. A, it's a better story when she tells it. But, yeah, that that also contributed to me never going there. I mean, I had a similar experience, but on a different ride in a different city. Yeah. So, me and some of the other teachers and some of our students went on a ride... That was like a, it's a swinging boat ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, again, I don't love things like that. I do get motion sick. Mm. And I got convinced. And I went. And we were on there for what felt like forever. Yeah. And finally, not even at my instigation, someone else was like, Hey, can you let us off? You know, as we swing back and forth. Well, and you get your money's worth, I guess. Yes, yes. That was that was the last ride I ever went on in Kurdistan. That's probably for the best. That's probably for the no best. No more. No more of this. We went to an amusement park in Kurdistan um, called Punk. Okay. Which, from my understanding, it was my first year in Kurdistan, um, so I didn't really have a good grasp of, like, directionally where we were. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was told that it was near the Iranian border. Okay. But they had had the pirate ship ride, and I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to get seasick. I've already been driving on this party bus all all day, (laughs) and I already feel, like, not great. But I think I did go on the bumper cars. Okay. And this was all teachers from the school. Oh, nice. On this picnic. So it was adults. They had that... Like anti gravity spinny thing oh, that like yeah. pushes you against the walls that a bunch of them went on, but they it was like branded as like the dance wheel because they played like really loud dance music uh-huh. as you spun around and there was like all these flashing lights and I was like no thanks no I don't thanks. I don't want to be part of that either like my ability to listen to music has been. Filled again, party bus, right. loud music, dancing who, in the aisle. The who whole needs way. a roller coaster like that when you <laughs> can go on a Kurdish party bus? Um, but what, what I did end up doing was an alpine roller coaster, Ooh. which a little bit on reflection, I was like, 
hmm, <laughs> that probably wasn't super safe either, but it was it was a lot of fun. It's probably the best roller coaster ride I've ever been on. Nice. And I like roller coasters. Um, and it was really cool. So the park was along, built kind of on a um, mountain-ish. So the, the roller coaster went down into this gorge, essentially. So you kind of wind back and forth down into the floor of this canyon. Okay. On... On, you're just sitting on like a little cart that's on rails and you're in control of like your speed. Oh. So you have a handbrake that you use to like slow down and not slow down. <laughs> oh. And they just send you in twos. So it was it was me and my my uh, teammate at the time went down together, me and Anna. And so there are signs along the way that are like, hey, there's a big curve, you should slow down, like <gasps> That's a lot of faith to put in a person who's never done this or like... And like you also have to watch out for the people who are in front of you and behind you because if someone behind you decides to go faster than you want to go, you might get run into or or if they stop suddenly in front of you, you might run into them and like you won't like crash and fall off. I mean, I guess if you were going fast enough, you could knock yourself off, but we... I think we ran into a couple people, but it wasn't like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like you encountered them. You didn't actually run into them. I think we did run into one person Uh or they ran into us, but it was really, it was a really great way to like see the scenery of, of that area. And like Kurdistan does mountains and canyons really well. Yeah, It was beautiful. And I remember thinking, I wish I had brought my camera with me to, like, be able to take pictures mm-hmm. of all of that. Because I was like, I'm never going to be up here again and see this again. So I just have to remember it in my mind. And I yeah. do, but, you know, it's also yeah. been 12 years since then. So it's fading a little bit. But uh-huh. so you get all the way down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then your cart goes on to one of the conveyor belt clickety things like on a roller coaster and it tows you back up to the top of the mountain. Ah, so you don't even have to hike up the mountain. Nope. You get a ride the whole way. It was really fun. There's one apparently in, in uh, Gatlinburg, not far from oh, here. Really? But I don't know. I don't know if I could like talk myself into doing it ever again. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really neat. It was a really cool experience. And that was definitely a like We're going to go out here and go to an amusement park, not just stay like, hey, there's a park that has this in it. Yeah. There's also a uh, long-standing, I'm never sure it actually got built, and if it got built, I'm not sure it ever got used, water park in Erbil. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. With, like, water slides, like the big ones. Water slides. So, (laughs) as you drive into Suli from, like, the airport or Erbil or, you know, somewhere... You passed, uh, I don't think it's there anymore. I kind of hope it's not. The remains of a water park. Oh. Only the upper part of like three or four different slides that are, you know, like those brightly primary Mm -hmm. colored tubes that end maybe one or two stories high. I don't even know. Probably one, one story high. Yeah. And then underneath is just a field of upright rebar. Terrifying. It looks like some sort of torture. Yeah. But it's just a 
long defunct water park that yeah. is no longer I don't know I don't know if Kurds would really enjoy a water park in the way that they enjoy their other parks. There I mean, are a lot it would of, just be men. Right. I was gonna say there are a lot of other cultural weirdnesses and around it. So like they would probably do like women's day. But they still are kinda out of doors. Yeah, that's true. So someone could see from somewhere else. So unless you had an entirely indoors water park. Which do exist. Which do exist. It's just, that's a lot of work to go to right. for women. It's true. In their mindset. Sure. Kurds really do like their outings with their whole family mm-hmm. and everybody being together. And yeah. uh, that's part of what the parks serve is it's a public gathering place that you can bring your whole family even at night like they are hopping yeah they definitely utilize parks in a way that i don't feel like most americans do no like we may go to the park to exercise or for like an afternoon picnic Mm -hmm. kids to play at yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not a like we're gonna be here for the next seven hours or we're gonna spend the whole day right you know, we don't bring multiple meals worth mm-hmm. and set up on the grass. And like, I feel like people in America would get mad at you if you did that to some extent. Like somebody would be upset that you were taking up park space for that amount of time. Maybe. Like here, if you want to do that, you have to like reserve the pavilion and right. pay to be there for that long. It's just a totally different, totally different way of, uh, interacting with and that like space. people don't use that big green space to play frisbee or baseball or right. soccer really i mean some kids they, all do on the side mm-hmm. but they dance though they dance but it's not it's not like this green space is here for large sports right. which is kind of the way i feel like mm-hmm. american parks are set up like i mean there's weird stuff in the kurdish parks right like benches that look like enormous pieces of fruit or butterflies we saw some of those Mm. too like giant concrete structures Mm -hmm. and random bushes and trees yeah if i think about centennial park which is the big downtown park here in nashville there's that big open field Mm -hmm. and like sometimes people are out there picnicking but a lot of times it's people like Running their dogs out there, or playing frisbee, or kicking a soccer ball around. Throwing a football. Throwing a football. It's definitely used as, like, this is where we, like, are active, not this is where we... Lounge. Lounge and listen to music and dance and, like, it's utilized differently. Right. Um, All the people who are there for picnics and things are tucked in behind the trees. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in the picnic tables and benches and, you know. Yeah. And the pavilions that are set up specifically for that. Yeah. Yeah, but parks. We should go to more parks. We should. That's our that's our resolution from this podcast. Go to more parks. <laughs> go to more parks. Hang out in the parks. Tell us about your park. Yeah. Let us know how long you can hang out in a park before someone's like, hey, why are you just, like, hanging out in the park? Don't you have somewhere to be? I wonder. Now I want to do a social experiment. Social experiment? I think Americans would be too, uh, I don't know, unlikely to tell you what to do or comment on it. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I think they would. Somebody somebody would get their 
feathers ruffled, uh, especially okay. if you went with like 15 people. Well, maybe. All right. Check out your parks. Let us know. And if you live in the Nashville area, let us know of a good park we should go to besides Centennial Park. Yeah. We've been there. We've done that. Give us somewhere new. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Servant Group International on Facebook or Instagram, and you should check out our blog and complete transcripts over at servantgroup.org. And it's really helpful for us if you share our podcast or leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. It helps us know that people are listening, and you can let us know what you want to hear next. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening!